Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Chris Evans here with a special edition of the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast. It's a pop-up with Singe from Virgin Radio starring the super scissor sister himself, Jake Shears. All right, get him on the air, Vassas, over to you. He's the multi-award-winning, multi-million record-selling Scissor Sisters frontman who's worn kinky boots on Broadway and a unicorn on ITV. His new single, Too Much Music, is out now. He may not feel like dancing, but he will take your mama out all night. So let's have three cheers for Jake Shear. Yeah, all right, Jake. Welcome, welcome. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks. How Good are you? Fantastic. <laughs> you look amazing. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I, uh, I, you know, my hair might be a little disheveled. I rode my bike down here this morning. So. But your eyes are so bright. They always have been, man. Uh, my big eyes. They, yeah. They get really big. They do, but they look also, they're snow white. You look so healthy. Yeah. Are you healthy? Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I think so. Have you always been healthy? <laughs> uh, I do like to take care of myself. I mean, I like to have a good time. But I'm a Libra, so I need balance in my life. Oh, tell you know me about I mean? that. Tell me about your, your Libra-ness. Uh, I mean, I'm, I love hosting parties. I love beautiful things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I'm constantly striving for balance. All right, as um, you know, uh, the founder of one of my favourite bands of all time, without question, it has to be said, love Sisters, sisters love putting you on the radio, uh, love the new single, we'll talk about that in a, a moment or two. You're on tour with Duran Duran. It's all very exciting, isn't very it? Exciting, very, yeah. very exciting. I, it feels so good, like, uh, just to have been working for years on on this record and just kind of working up to a, like a, a fun moment like this Good where i get you. to go on tour with duran duran and yeah yeah and yeah yeah do fun stuff this summer is going to be a blast you're straight out of the gate on the show i love it as well um so as a host on stage you know you host gigs that's what bands do you host a gig you give people a party yes um there's a trick to hosting isn't there um there are many tricks to hosting do you have a little playbook i think just making people feel comfortable Connecting with people, trying to get people to to meet each other, even if it's an audience, you know, at a concert. Uh, I mean, Anna used to do something great with scissors. It was so awesome that that she would ask people to turn to the person next to them and introduce themselves, kind of like church on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just think that kind of thing. And then just like give give them a show. Give them a show. And also it took me years and years to realize it worked for a while because I think, you know, when you're younger, the, the universe forgives you certain things. But then it says now you need to have learned those. It's time you learned all this stuff and you move on. Mm-hmm. I think you have a sort of, sort of period of forgiveness as you do for many new chapters in your life. Uh, it took me years to realize to um, host the party properly. You can't have the party. You host the party and the people coming have the party. Yeah. And that's yeah, when it can go so. a bit pear-shaped on stage, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you can't. I, I've always just been stone-cold sober. I know, I know you have. And, concert, and people always think that I'm like, <laughs> I, that, you know, because I'm pretty wild you on are. stage. So yeah, I I don't like anything. In my, not even a not even one drink in my system when I'm on stage because it just slows you down. It you does. know what I mean? I want to feel super connected to my body when I'm dancing. 
singing. Yeah, because if you're not connected, they the audience feel that lack of connection. And the only way it can all work is if you then sort of get off the um, sort of line of consciousness below it. You all agree to go below as opposed to above. And you go above on the stage, don't you? That's what you do. I can't help it. No, but you get <laughs> high on your own supply. And it's the get, best supply to get high on. I can, yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't help but just go wild. I love being on stage. I love performing. It's always kind of scary and fun. I love the adrenaline. I love getting out there and connecting with with the audience immediately. I I went and saw Dolly Parton play at House of Blues in um in Orlando, Florida. I don't know about 16, 17 years ago. And she came out and she did this thing that I I will never forget. She just immediately when she stepped out on stage, she took the entire audience in right away. You felt like you were seen by her immediately. And I think that that is really key too when you're performing is to come out and really try to take everybody that is in. That's so interesting, isn't it? That well, you know, if you do that, you know, if you meet whatever it is head on, you know, especially with open arms, you know, mm. and with an open chest and with all your energy there uh, and with certainty, because if there's any sort of uncertainty on the other side of the fence or net, as it were, you can reassure them. But if, if there's uh, doubt, you know, uh, sort of a 360 kind of nebulous kind of uh, presence, everybody's a bit like, how's this going to be? Whereas mm. it's like, I talk about it a lot. Ashton Kutcher did this speech. Where was it again, that speech that he did? It was... T- Teen Awards. Teen Awards. Did you ever see that speech he did? No. It was, it's, it's four minutes, Jake, right? Oh, wow. And he comes on and he says, um, he says, thank you so much for this award. You put me where I am today. And let me, let me, tell, you, let me tell you about three things. So straight away, we know there's three things. Mm. He said, number one, and he says the number one. Uh, number two, and he's hitting his fingers as he's saying it. And number three, and then he goes back and then expands on each two things. And then he's at the end of the speech he says, so remember, first of all, once again, number one, number two, number two. And you just knew exactly where you were with this four minutes worth of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's the same when you're performing, isn't it? You come on and you're tight and you're bright and don't worry, we've got you. Follow us, you know. Yeah, and coming out, I also uh, just, even if you're scared, what I love is just playing the trick with myself. Just like coming out with like absolute, like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm really a normal guy, right? And, you're not and a normal guy. You're I, a special boy. No, but but coming out on stage, you have to just be like, it, it's just a game you play with the audience in a way and just be so full of yourself in a way. Yeah. And I'm not really like that. Yeah, it's, but, it's a game you play, but you've got to know the rules. Yeah. Have you heard, yeah. Of, have you heard of Shurugai? No. So Shurugai is this Japanese way of learning things. So, so Shurugai. So Shu is you've got to know the rules, mm. right? So you go and work mm. somewhere with people who know what they're doing. You've got to know the rules. Ru, shurugai, ru is, now and again, I'm going to bend the rules because now I know the rules. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. And guys, I'm going to make up my own rules. And that's, that's showbiz, yeah. isn't it? Shurugai. Yeah, I, I, that, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. But the other thing, the Come other on. thing too is like when, I, when I'm playing gigs, it's always kind of exciting when something goes wrong. Right. Because right? the other game that you play is trying not to let anyone see that you're sweating it yeah. or that anything is happening, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you, can, if you can make it so no one notices, you've sort of won. Yeah. I walked out on stage. I, I, I did a really fun pop-up gig on Saturday night at, at uh, uh, House of Trash, Party at Electra Works. It was a late night thing. I, I played a couple songs. And the moment I walked out on stage, <laughs> it was as if there was an oil slick. <laughs> On the front what, of literally. the stage, literally, it felt like an oil slick. Oh my god! Like someone had dumped Vaseline or something, like yeah. on the front of the stage. And I, you know, right away, I'm like, okay, there is a problem, and I've got to work work 
around it and yeah. not fall on my rear Ass. end. Yeah, 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 yeah. My goodness me. Uh, when you were doing this, was that a warm-up gig? Would you class that as a warm-up gig? No, it was sort of like an old school. Like it's, it's, you know, back in the back in the day with scissors. That's what we would do. You know, pop, pop up, up in a club and play a couple songs at one thirty in the morning. Because oh, my friend Russell, he's warming up for his big comedy tour at the moment, oh, yeah. and so he's done a couple of warm up gigs on Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday actually. And he said, "I'm just going to try and find. I'm going. I'm looking for something. I'm looking for stuff." Do you have that same kind of experience sometimes? Yes, it takes a, it takes a little while to sort of figure out the show. You know, what, what kind few, of things do you discover? Just, just pacing and where you're going to be and what you're doing. I do a lot of like improvisation when I'm on stage, and yeah, you do need it. It, it takes some shows to. You can have a great show right out of the bag, but it it takes a few to really kind of figure out totally what you're doing. I love it. I love it. It's like you know, um, fail to plan, plan to fail. But if you if you plan, then you can have a little sort of dalliance with failure mid set. You can take yeah. a few risks, can't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I just love it when you stop even th- thinking about it. Everything just starts happening. Auto- you know, your your body just goes on its on its own. What's it like being a performer like that? What, what is it's it? the best. I mean, it really <laughs> is. Like, it's just one of the. It's my happy place. Like, I, I. It's it's one of the big joys of my life. And there's been times where there's been some years go by where I've not really been able to do it or not doing it and it's it, it really affects me you know so um can we just rewind can we do a little origin sister sister story is that okay yes, so, of course so lexington it all began in lexington is that fair as baby daddy began in lexington okay so just was, take us through the chronology of the of uh so uh baby daddy and i met actually up in seattle i was going to school up in seattle he was on a road trip and then we both ended up in new york at the same time and we just started making just really silly music. Uh, what does ta- that mean? What does that mean? Uh, just stuff. Well, so the towers fell, right? Yeah. Um, and right after that, there was. I had just gotten out of school. I wasn't going to be getting a job in the in a foreseeable couple of weeks, at least. So he and I just got together and just started making stuff that would make us laugh, cheer you up. Yeah. Right. And then it was September twenty first was our first show, the two of us, and I, I was just like, why don't we go out and just like bring some joy to folks yeah, 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 you know yeah. and that was the that was the, the start of it tell us about walt disney's involvement walt disney's okay <laughs> that's a rumor the, the the disneyland thing is is it is a rumor but it's a what is the rumor and why isn't it I think true there's a rumor that like me and anna and scott met at disneyland or yeah. something i don't know maybe in I, your heads i do love disneyland is one of my favorite places on the planet honestly I love it. I just went to Disneyland Paris a few weeks ago. What about the queue? Forget Paris because the queues are different. But we went to um, Disneyland because the kids wanted to go. It's the only time mm. we rented a car last year in Venice Beach. We were there for 28 days. We didn't get in a car apart from the, to the, from the airport to the airport. And in between it's bikes, skateboard and surfboards. Apart from the one day we went to Disneyland and the kids loved the first two hours. But after that, the queue set drove them crazy. What do you yeah. think? What do you think about that? I think the queues are are fun in their way because <laughs> you're it's so like, positive. It's a place to get kind of bored with the people that you're with, yes. and conversations happen, and then you start people watching <laughs> people around you. Like, I kind of think it's sort of one of the one of the best you. parts. Good for you. All right. So, um, one of my comeback Brits was 2005, which is you performed on that, didn't you? Yes. That was mega. That was what. What was the moment you exploded in the UK? Was there a uh, moment? I'll tell you. Um, first off, we toured with Duran Duran. Yeah, and that really set us up. I mean, when we were playing 
arenas and full arenas to big music fans. Uh, so they, just, they got in early, did they? Well, just like, yeah. So suddenly we were really taking that Duran Duran crowd. I mean, right. people just loved what we were doing. And then what really did it was like Glastonbury. It was overnight. It really? was like we played two shows on the Saturday at Glastow in uh, 2004. And it, it, it everything changed. Right. In one moment. I mean, everything changed. And I knew it. And I was on the first date with a, the person I was going to be with for the next 11 years. So it was just like, and we were falling in love. And like, it was just like one of those, like the stars were just aligned. It was just one of the most magical days of my life. There are a few bands, I think, that, you know, over the years, Glastonbury has been going and Woodstock and other amazing festivals, Isle of Wight and around the world. The, if the festival could have created a band, you know, then mm. the Sisters would be one that Glastonbury would curate, create, cast you know yeah. write a screenplay for it's yeah. almost like do you know what i mean i remember our drum tech on our way in because we had never been to glastonbury he basically sat the band down <laughs> gave us a pep talk and he was like this is yours for the taking like this this could be because he knew yeah he was like this could be a, a big moment for you guys Brit, i i know what he's thinking can you articulate why he thought that do you think i just think because the 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 crowd there is so, so open-hearted and you know love a great show and I don't know. It was just, and we we thrived at festivals. Yeah. Why you know? is that then? Do you think because it, because you're quite sixties in a way? What you know what I mean? You're quite Austin Powersy in a way. There's another game to play on stage at festivals, tell and me, it's one me. of my favorite. I love it's going just... out and playing for a crowd that's not all necessarily there to see you, and that you've got to like figure out how to get the crowd right and fast. And what's the secret you know? to that? Just connecting as as much as you can to the audience like right away what about give them no choice but to have fun <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly well i mean yeah belgium is a place where that that, that sounds <laughs> you, you wondered whether to say that or not then didn't you <laughs> no it's really strange of all the places in the world I, Scissors never had a good show in Belgium, I don't think. Like Too much chocolate. They just didn't... <laughs> they got like, chocolate hangovers. They Everyone just sort of stood there and would, would just stare. Well, look, they, they, they invented the chip, the French fry, the frites. Okay. Yeah, and now we all, you know, the smell of chips. We all mm. want them, but does anybody feel good after a bag of chips? Then you got the mule. You know, they might have had an off, a muscle that was off, not quite open. Then you got mm. too much beer. It's all bloating. That's not going to help mm. with anything. There's no breaking. There's no acid here. There's no red wine actually going on here. And then loads of chocolate. And they're, then you go see a show. They're just... And you're just like, just got, <laughs> you have got no energy. It's got food babies, man. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because the Belgians don't strike you as that, like that. But I've, I've never performed there in a band. It's strange. Even the Scissor Sisters can't light up Belgium. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Poor Belgium. Poor old Belgium. Imagine, imagine you can't get joy from a Scissor Sisters. Gig, Belgium, come on! Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's what right. I okay, we can fast forward. I'd want to go through sister stuff, but we, we've pushed for time. Uh, so you're back, back, back. How back are you? When did this particular uh, renaissance um, begin? And there's nothing wrong with that because that's how music, the music business works. Yeah, this record took a while. It took a few years, and you know, uh, I, I re recorded it and wrote it all over the world in Los Angeles, in New York, in New Orleans, uh, London, Lisbon. I finished up writing it in Lisbon, and yeah, I just had a great time making it. It's a dance record from top to bottom. And I really just took my time to make it just exactly what I wanted it to be. And so it just brings me a lot of pleasure to like 
listen to it and I, I just love it. I'm so proud of it. I love those those names you mentioned there. New Orleans, New York, London, Lisbon, Los Angeles. Mm. How's that happen? I, you know, I can just kind of get all over the place. Do you, have, do, you, do you take bits and things, technology with you wherever you go, or do you do you know friends with studios? And... I do. I've got a little. I've got. I do have a little studio set that I just throw in my suitcase. It's right. really easy to set up and microphones. I'm always recording vocals it's and quite stuff. Impressive, isn't it? Everywhere. I take my music oh. making machine with me. Ultimate <laughs> working from home. That is unbelievable. Working from suitcase. But it's you know it's just a, a, a. I moved here a year ago. Right. Where'd so you live? I've got Where? a house in New Orleans, right. and then and then I I live in East London right up, you know, off Columbia Road, basically. And now, because um, you, you do tend to sort of gravitate to all the cool spots, you know, because you suppose you hang out with the right tribe, no matter where you are. Oh, I hang out with all kinds of people. <laughs> but that, but that, that's what I'm saying, I would imagine. Very yeah. open-minded people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, Very that's fearless, necessary. as opposed yeah. to brave, because bravery yeah. is contemplated and fearlessness is a more of a natural state, that kind of thing. Yeah. Where's your, where's your, where's your most conducive place to the muse? Where has it been thus far? Probably New York, I would imagine. I love New Orleans so New much. New Orleans, okay. I love it. It's my place to just chill out. There's no place like it in the world. How did you end up there? I fell in love with it when Scissors was touring. The first time we played New Orleans, I remember getting off the bus and being like, this is amazing, and I want to live here someday. And then I hit a point about eight years ago, nine years ago, where I realized I could just, I was like, I'm going to get a one-way ticket to New Orleans. I didn't know anybody there, and just went and started living there. And so you were newly single, therefore newly free. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was single. Yeah, I mean, I was processing a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? I was processing a lot, and I kind of needed to be by myself. Well, life for a is while. a process. That's what life yeah. is, isn't it? Of course it and, is. And I just loved it, and and just decided to, you know, definitely have some roots there. Can I have some real estate advice? And by the way, today is Fat Tuesday. Happy Mardi Gras! Yeah, Mardi Gras. Everybody, Pancakes Mardi Gras Tuesday got it all going on. Mardi Gras <laughs> is Fat Tuesday. That's what it means. It was born in New Orleans, baby. <laughs> Um, how did you find a house there? Did you go to Zillow? Did you get a realtor? How, what happened? How do you find a place in New Orleans oh, to buy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 I've, you, I've had someone help me Do you tap like some a... people up? Do you, do you know some people? Or Yeah, I do. I, I, yeah, definitely. I mean, over the years, I've made a lot of friends down there. I mean, I feel like I know half the town. Oh, it's Michael's... a small town. You know, there's only, in the Crescent, there's like 350,000 residents. It's a tiny I've little never town. never been. I so want to go. I think it's that's, that's where I want to go. I want to go to New Orleans. Um, we're almost out of time. This has flown by. We've been talking for 20 minutes, my friend. <laughs> it's been lovely. Um, you are lovely. You are a lovely human being, honestly. Oh, you you, you <laughs> only take light with you wherever you go. And, you know, and we all have our dark days, but, but we know that night follows day and follows night, and it's never been uh, any other way. Mm. Uh, the album is going to be out on the 2nd of June. Uh, you can go and see Jake via various live dates. JakeShears.com. That's easy. JakeShears.com. Uh, he'll be supporting Duran Duran, squaring the circle, squaring the Duran Duran circle, which is gorgeous. And the album's called Last Man Dancing. I love that title, man. When did that... That was a good day when it, that arrived in your head? Yeah, no, it's, a, it's, it's named after one of the songs on the record. And yeah, I was just writing one day. I'm always trying to take phrases and, and just... Play with them. Do, yeah, just make a twist last on man it. Dancing, it's good. very me. I mean, it's me. I'm always the last one going. Last man dancing. If you were the last man dancing, and let's hope nobody ever is the last man, woman, or anything dancing, or anyone dancing, what would you choose to dance to? What would I choose to dance to? Because they talk about last meal, don't they? Last this and that and the other. Last I would song just be, to dance I would just be DJing my own. I mean, I've got, I've got my pioneers at home, and I just... I love DJing by myself. Like on a Friday night, I'll just... <laughs> I love that. I'll, I thought I couldn't love you anymore, but I do. I'll just play music <laughs> and hang out. So whatever's next, yeah? Yeah, whatever whatever's the, next. Whatever the BPM dictates, <laughs> the inner BPM. 
Jake, great to see you, man. Yeah, thank we you. We were Likewise. also looking forward to you coming in today. You have not disappointed. Oh, very sweet. Thank All you. Right. Jake Shears is back, back, back. The album on the way. Friday, 2nd of June, Last Man Dancing. Live tickets available at jakeshears.com. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch. Virgin Radio. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Why not listen back to some of our other podcasts from Jay Shetty, Bono and Ryan Holiday to name just three. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.